This is the Hamish Without Andy show here at 2BACR 100.9 FM. And uh, now, guys, it's time for a very uh, special interview. And it's the first time we've actually had, I've had a, you know, an Andy as a guest. So temporarily, the show is the Hamish and Andy show. Andy, you there? <laughs> I am. We're doing the Hamish and Andy show. <laughs> nice. <laughs> We are today. I hope those guys aren't here listening to that out there and getting, you know, I'm going to be in trouble. Litigation. You're going to get a cease and desist email. (laughs) I hope not. Uh, How are you doing, man? I'm really well. I'm really well. Thanks so much for um, for giving me a call, man. It's lovely to chat. Oh, man. I'm I'm, I'm actually honoured to. It's, um, Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> no, man, your music has been a like a, a recent discovery, and like we were just having a conversation off the air about like infinite choices of music, and yeah. um, you know, I get I get because I you know doing this in radio, I suppose you get sent a lot of music, and um, and you hear a lot of music constantly, a lot of mm. new music, and um, you know when I I for those the, for the listeners out there, like I came across your music kind of by by accident and luck i suppose just by seeing a you know your post on on instagram and then kind of following you know who you are and going and having a look at your you know your catalog of music and um, i can't believe you took the bait to be honest <laughs> well, i just thought <laughs> i just thought it was such a like you know who writes a song about running and i did and i was expecting it to be like really corny to be honest and then i was super shocked <laughs> That's good. I think I got to do the bait and switch a little more often. It was clickbait, really. That they got you in. <laughs> yeah, well, it really was. But you know, I'm 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 honoured that it, you know that I did find a stumble upon your music because I think I was really I was you know really shocked when I when I heard it. I thought, wow, and um, and then just kind of went and you know really was like, oh, you know, had a oh my god moment and went back through your, you know, and listened to really all your stuff. That's that's so cool to hear, man. Because that's you know when you make music, you don't know where where it's going to live eventually. But you make it that you make it with it in mind that it'll live forever somehow. And yeah. you had this sort of dream that like, well, if people don't hear it now. Maybe someday they'll discover it. You know, the same way that you, same way that I feel like I've discovered some of my favorite music that's like twenty, thirty years old or whatever. Yeah. And so when it happens like that, it's, it's really that's really cool for me to hear. So thank you. No worries. But and 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 I also said to you off air, man. When I hear your music, I think you'll I think you'll you know some at some point I reckon you'll get a call from you know Netflix or one of those kind of companies wanting to put your music in like um, you know some kind of you know TV show because you just you know when I listen to it, it's 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 nearly a sound for for it like a soundtrack to you know to to a to a story sometimes. Like... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny the the like the way I think about um, not just songwriting but the production of of a song. So by that I mean like you know um, not just lyrics but the sounds that you choose to use and where you put certain sections is. There's always a kind of um, in my mind it is always a, this is sounds really corny but a story being told. But all I mean by that is that you set up your own internal rule, rules like the music has its own world and for for music to work it, you ha- every song has to kind of contain its own world because otherwise what's the context of it is, or that you're hearing like when you hear the song it has to create its own context and invite you into it for it to 
mean to have any meaning. So I, that's that's nice to hear that that's kind of the sense if you're getting that sense that that's the sense you're getting. Yeah, you know, I, I, um, it it just it just it just has that kind of feel to it. I don't I don't know really how to describe it. You know, I probably sound quite. Um, you know, moronic trying to to trying to describe it like that, but you know, I I just mean that it you know it kind of has that it just has a fit to it where it, you know you could fit it in with somebody doing anything really you know that's kind of you know positive you could you could put it over um, your I don't know your music it, it it fits in summer and it fits in winter does that make sense Yeah 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 that's that's a nice little analogy the summer winter thing because one of the things I um, I think about when I uh, make music is that it should contain in the sound and the lyric as well as a kind of um, not maybe not ambiguity but a sort of it, it can contain happiness and sadness or like hope and hopelessness or whatever like you know to me that's part of how you make the story like that because yeah. that's what life feels like all the time like you know this like what we're all going through now for example like I feel like every day is punctuated by feeling of hope and then hopelessness or, you know, the ups and the downs or, you know, the light and the dark. And I, and I, I think not, not all kinds of music have to be like that, for, for example, or not to the same degree. But I do think that the best kind of music, even like dance music, has something often a little melancholy in it. Like that's, how it, that's why you feel it in the heart. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And... Another question that I that I that I was you know before doing this today I I was thinking what I should ask you and I wanted to know like you know hearing your voice now like your talking voice and your singing voice they 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 sound very very different and I just wanted to ask like what was the progression I suppose from the from you early on you know what was kind of your journey into music and kind of how did you find your voice? Man, it, well, that's a good question. It ha it, I feel like it's a journey that keeps on going. Yeah. Like, um, and uh, and as you, every time you you have an idea of what it is you want to do, you move towards it and you try it out and you find the ways in which it satisfies the feeling you have, and then the ways in which it doesn't satisfy you. And so that's kind of how you keep on moving. Like you have this idea of like, oh, I know what I need to do, what I what my kind of heart's crying out to do, yeah. and then you do it. But then you change, and so you need to do the next thing, and you need to try different sounds or write different songs or sing slightly different way. And I feel like mine, my my journey is always one of like, um, it's really ongoing. Like I feel like I never really arrive at where I'm going to stop. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I'm not, I haven't ever really been part of um, like a genre where the rules are really set, where it's about executing on those rules really clearly, like. But like so certain genres have a slightly better defined board. It's like drill or trap or um, like vintage rock and roll or whatever. Like the rules are kind of set and it's sort of about operating within those rules. But I've, I've never really been a part of the genre, so I've never had to. I've always felt like I'm trying to reinvent the rules all the time. So I'm reinventing my, my sound or reinventing the way that I sing or even the type of lyrics I'm trying to write as I'm trying to, kind of find what it is I am or what it is I'm, I'm feeling. But so that's changed so much over the, the time that I've been doing it. And also, you know, when I started doing it, I just wasn't really good at singing either. I found it hard to sing and play keyboards at the same time, whatever, when I really started. So 
as you, as I developed my ability to do it, that changes it as well. Um, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question, <laughs> but oh, it, it, yeah. Well, it does in a, in a, in a sense, but the, the one part of it which I wanted to ask was kind of how old were you when you when you made the decision as well to yourself like to start your that you were like okay i'm set i'm i'm gonna take this direction and i'm gonna you know go down this path of music and you know i'm gonna work and work on my work on my voice and work on this sound and you know and uh put my i suppose put your life into it man i was really young i reckon like i think i would have been probably about 14, I think, when I decided, like, oh, I really want to do music. And um, I I definitely didn't have the ability. Uh, I think there was something, I think I had something, how do I put this? If, if there's anything good about what I do now, then it was a, probably a similar thing to what I was doing good back then. Like, so whatever, if there's a spirit to, to what I do, it was probably present in the beginning. But, um, my ideas were like a little unformed or immature or something at the beginning or but at the same time the the energy for it was really high too yeah so when I started yeah and I decided I wanted to make music for my life like as my life um I was too young to know better for, for, for one way of putting it <laughs> like and really idealistic about the possibilities of it as well. And I retain a lot of that idealism, um, which I think is you, you have to like. You got to keep that excitement and, and enthusiasm, and um, you still have to feel the joy of like actually playing or singing. Well, for me, I can't speak for anyone else, but for me to stay involved, I still have to feel like this is this is so much fun to do, and yeah. I I feel that way more than ever. Actually, I think now I have more fun than when I started. But when I started, I was like, yeah, I'm going to make this my life, and um, I thought I'd be like, I thought I, ha- I would have arrived at whoever I was going to be by the time I was like 17 years old or something. Like I would have fully formed as a performer, fully formed as an artist, but like I had barely even truly gotten started by that time. It was a much longer journey for me. Um, and I don't know, I, I don't know why that is, but I, I think it's, I, I think everyone's journey is, I'm losing the word journey a lot, which is a really bad, like, really dumb word to use. But I think everyone's process and everyone's journey is a little different. And mine seems to be about one of, like, uh, like ongoing expansion. Like, not, not necessarily, like, doing one great thing, but, like, just continued involvement and, and development. And I'm, I'm really grateful to, to, be, to be able to keep in, in the game. Like, I'm glad that... I think when I was 14, I might have been happy to buy like just be like a massive star by the time you're 17. You make a classic album and then you're done. But yeah. I'm really glad that it didn't happen that way because the music is still in my life and I still feel really excited by it. So that's really good. I think that is a good thing, man. I don't think you'd be want to, you know, put out the your your best hits at 17 and then spend the rest of your life singing Cherry Pie. Yeah, know. yeah, that's yeah, that's right. And that's a, that's the funny thing is like a lot of music that was huge when I was. 17 years old doesn't really exist in the zeitgeist anymore like it was very much of a moment and there's definitely nothing wrong with that and like but you're right like I mean 
cherry pie. I don't know what year that was. It's like, was it like, was that like 90, early 90s or late 80s, like the end of hair metal or something? Yeah. Branch? What, no, what was it called? What was it called? Warren. Uh, Warren, that's Warren. it. Yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. So like hair metal, like it kind of exists only as genre music now. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's not yeah. really, that could change as well, but I think people might rediscover metal. But that's a whole other different different conversation. <laughs> than I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, no, I was never. I I would never was part of a, like um, a genre like that. So I've never made. I don't think I've ever really genre music. So that's got its pros and its cons too. This, something is cool about being part of a scene. I think I, you know, with genre music, like I think being part of a scene is pretty cool. And that's fine, and being part of something that's really exciting, and that's happening in the moment, even if at the moment it's only a couple of years, like. Actually, that's really cool, and I, there's definitely times I've wanted to have been part of something like that. Yeah, um, but just just hasn't worked like worked out like that for me. Like you know, in in in, I suppose in hindsight, it'd probably be good to jump into one of those. But I think for yourself too, I think you'll look back in the long term and be happy that you did it. Sometimes because I think yeah. you know, some sometimes those scenes are just the you know sum up you know, a decade or, or a period like that, but they don't seem to, you know, outlive that and they seem to just be a memory or or a flashback mm. and, and be and kind of look a bit corny after a while. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but, but like, you know, the thing is, and my take on it is like, you don't really have a choice. Like, your passions are your passions and you don't really choose them. So if, if, you, if you're passionate about something that turns out to be just of a moment, like, that's wonderful as well. And yeah. you should just go hard into it. But if it's if you if your passion is elsewhere, you should do that as well. So it's really, it it I don't know I don't know where if you, where do our interests come from? I don't really know. Like where did our passions come from? Why are we interested in things we're interested in? And I don't mean just music. I mean like in life generally. Like if you're if if engineering excites you or whatever, or or teaching or like driving fast on a motorbike like why do those things excite you i i don't know and we don't even really choose those things like you know you have that feeling of like your passions kind of discover you like you don't intellectually choose the things that really excite you you can intellectually choose to explore like oh i'm going to try some different things but when something really grabs you you don't really have an option you don't really have yeah, a choice yeah, in yeah. It. So, I, I know that but, feeling a little bit too much i think yeah it's a bit of a mystery, but it's weird because you don't really have any, like you can't really deny. If you deny the thing that you're really interested in, that's miserable. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> but, but then following your passions isn't necessarily very easy either. No, that's so for I, sure. I feel like there's a, there's a kind of an element of fate in it sometimes. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's, that's my hot take anyway. That's how I feel about it today. No, I think you. I think you're definitely right, and I think you're definitely touching on something good. It's you know, if you kind of want to follow your passion, sometimes it's not always society's uh, you know view of what you should do. So sometimes mm. I feel like you're kind of fighting social pressures against you know the kind of what you actually want to do. Yeah, so and 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 there's on. different levels of complexity. So say I mean, say if you if you're passionate about becoming a doctor, well, it takes like. 12 years before you can start practicing do you know what i mean but yeah. if you're passionate about um bodybuilding it, it might only take you like a year to get really muscular or fit or whatever like so everyone's passions have totally different rules to them that's not throwing shade on bodybuilding i'm sure there are bodybuilding doctors out there as well but what i'm saying is like you're it's not just society's pressures but like 
the things you're passionate about have different levels of complexity. And say you want to be an actor, well, you might be passionate about being an actor, but if you're in like regional New South Wales, it's harder to land a role probably than it is if you're living in Hollywood. So there's there's like the 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 rules aren't even for everyone, and the the level of complexity is different for everyone. Um, and so it's hard to just judge your passions as being good or bad just on face value. There's so much more that goes into it. Um, like being a radio presenter, you know what I mean? Like there's 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 so many um, journeys that people have getting into in radio and and connections and family expectations and then opportunities where you are and everything like that. So I think everyone deserves a little compassion and support no matter what passion they're pursuing. And and you've got to cut yourself a little slack if things aren't unfolding like brilliantly all the time because it's very, it's very hard to know the whys and wherefores of your your particular journey. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, yeah, like, for sure. Yeah. I think you're, yeah. I think you're hitting the nail on the on the on the head, but um, mm. I just want to change the conversation slightly, and um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, only because I, I I want to play your I want to play your song because I want to the you know I feel like we're teasing the people out there about your music and they you know I do I just want to be able to play it so they can you know make judgment for themselves. So I just wanted to ask, like, I want to play "It's All Connected" because, um, yeah. and uh, I just kind of want to know what the what the backstory is, I suppose. Yeah, well, this I guess this fits in nicely because the so I put this song out at the end of last year, and I really I this is one of my favorite songs that I've ever put out, I think. But the 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 first line of that song. I think I wrote like 10 years ago and I had it sitting in a notepad, like just, a, just like that. It's all connected. That line. I had that for like, it must be like 10 years before I actually managed to finish a song within it. And I did a whole bunch of versions of it along the way. And some came close, but, um, I got, you know, I got busy with music and then, and then some other things happened in my life. Like I had a baby and stuff like that. And, Dad got really sick and all this kind of stuff, and it kind of took me off the ro- the road, and I had to sort of stop touring for a little while. Yeah. And then um, COVID hit, whenever it was, beginning of 2020, and suddenly I had this kind of time to finish off a bunch of music, and I just found that song in like half finished form on my hard drive, and I, I guess having had the time off, I could see what needed to happen to finish the song and it was just a couple of small moves um, but it finished really easily and I thought well I've got time to put this out now and so I, I hadn't released anything for like five years um, I've been playing music live but I hadn't put out any recorded stuff even though I've been making lots of recorded music I just hadn't put it out but because of the COVID thing I had just had a bit of time so I put it out and, and it was awesome to kind of uh, re-enter the world of recorded music and and I, I really love the recording, and I really love the song as well. Now, I've got like 400 versions of the recording. I think I'm going to put up <laughs> one of the demos. I've got a, I've got one of the, my sort of better demos of it. I, I discovered that on my hard drive last week, so I'm like scheduling that to put up on to release it in a few weeks' time, I think. But um, yeah, no, I, I really it's it's um, a song that's felt timely, I suppose. Um, my like I had I had kids. My dad died, all the sort of stuff, COVID happened, all of these things kind of coalesced and 
like my dad had been ill for some time, for example, and he, he actually died like a couple of days before the song came out. So even wow. all these sort of things sort of seemed to like be coalescing in this kind of cosmic way um, around that song, which is nice because it feels like uh, the music is really a part of my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a, it's not just an exercise in like the craft, but there's the art of it exists. It, it's intertwined with the life I'm actually living. Um, but I got to, you know, when we briefly had a respite from all the lockdowns and stuff earlier this year, I did, um, like the first shows I'd done in a couple of years, I did a whole bunch of shows in New South Wales, which were like amazing. And I played that show, uh, played that song. And it was so special for me to like reconnect with audiences and stuff and see people singing the words, the, that song in the audience and everything. Like it felt like I was, oh, I'm, I'm connected back to my life again. And there is some sort of, cosmic game like plan that's playing out so anyway that's my little story but it, yeah i did start writing this on like 10, 10 years ago wow <laughs> yeah all right guys uh we'll be back very soon and this is it's all connected
Lisa Hamish and uh, Andy show temporarily, and that was all. That was it's all connected, and uh, we still have Andy Bull on the line. How are you? I'm doing really well, Hamish. Nice man, and great song. Thank you, thank you. So, are you so are you playing all the instruments? Are you doing all the you know all the well, keyboard scenes? On that on that track, I actually I use my um, the band who I had been touring with. Um, so before that, before I made that recording, I'd mostly done everything myself. And then I really felt like after doing all the touring and stuff with everyone, it was really cool to record something as a band. So we, that one was very, like, we did that very old fashioned. We, we played it all in a room together. And then I, I, I do all the singing and the, all the keyboards and stuff on that track, but the bass and guitar and drums. That's just my band. And that was cool because that, that was such an old-fashioned process, I guess, the recording tape. is very different from being like a bedroom producer um, where you like doing with samples and synthesizers and stuff plugged into your laptop. Yeah. Nice. I'm, I'm interested that, that you said before that you did, like, you did all these demos of the song. I'd be in, you know, it'd be interesting to hear some of those and hear how it progresses. Yeah. I love that yeah. with the old Beatles records when you can hear, you know, different versions of, you know, uh, you know, classic songs. Yeah. And some of them are really good. Like some of the some of the like Beatles version, one of the like came she came in through the bathroom window or something. There's like an amazing version of that from the, that's totally different to the um like it actually has something that the official version doesn't have, like a kind of rawness or energy. And yeah. you can totally get why that wouldn't have been the best version to put out. But once you have the context of the official version, then the, the demo versions are really cool to listen to. Like, they totally make sense. It's a weird one, making decisions about what to put out and what to hold back. It's just kind of a gut decision. Things have to have a certain level of togetherness or whatever, but you, but not not to the point of not having their original energy. Yeah, but anyway, that the, the demos that it's all connected, I mean, some of them are like, they're so rough. And I always, when I first write and demo songs, they're usually like really slow, really, really slow versions. Like my brain is like taking a long while to process the ideas. So everything's super slow. And then as I get a handle on what the song is and the ideas, they usually become simpler arrangements, but much faster. Yeah. But yeah. is is that I think that is that a common practice because I have a feeling that it that it might be I was you know even last night it's strange that you say that because I was watching a um a video with um Amy Winehouse when she recorded Rehab and she's doing this mm. really slow version of it and Mark yeah, Ronson's yeah. sitting there you know going oh, maybe maybe a bit faster yeah, and they yeah. slowly speed it up till it gets to where it where it is now if you go listen yeah. to it totally I think it I think it is I think it is um a pretty, it must be a pretty common experience for people. I mean, I'm sure there's some freaks out there who just like sit down and like write the song as it is all the time. But I do think, I think as you're finding melodies and stuff, you need to leave a bit of time and space for your brain to explore. So I, I, I definitely think in my case, a lot, everything sounds like a ballad when you first write it. Yeah. And then you go, well, this, why is this kind of, why doesn't this work? And you go, oh, because this one isn't shouldn't end up like a ballad just that's how that's how slow it needs to work from at, at the beginning for me to like write it do you know what i mean yeah, yeah like slowly sketching something out and then you trim away ideas that aren't helping or you refine it to a degree but like you don't want to rub all the edges off either i think that's that's something that 
can I feel like can happen a lot in because we have so much control over music production and modern music and everything is really controlled. Like so that song that that version was not that controlled because it was just like a band playing to tape. But mostly, you know, where people use you know, in modern music people use sample packs and auto tune and um MIDI quantizing and like everything's super tightly controlled and and it makes sense for some music to be that way. Yeah. Like super punchy, super tight. But for certain kinds of music, like band music, it doesn't work. Yeah, like yeah. if your if your band sounds like it's quantized, it, that doesn't feel like exciting. So it's there's really different ways of thinking about music. I think, Do you like, think one like being super perfect, and then one being like just capturing an energy. You got to yeah, understand yeah. what the intent is that you're going for. I suppose. Do you think in like when you when you sit down and go okay I'm gonna I'm gonna you know write this song are you thinking in melody or are you thinking in music? Oh man, it's, if I'm if I'm just sort of like tromping along the street, sometimes melodies like occur in my mind as I'm walking or like driving or doing whatever. But if I go, okay, I'm going to go, I need to write a song today. I'd, I'd like to write a song today. Usually I would sit down at the keyboard and start messing around with chords and sort of sing over the chords. And then sometimes I can feel that there's a rhythmic impulse. So I'll put on a drum machine that has like a, just a kick and a snare that like indicates where the um, emphasis of the phrase is. Yeah. And together all of these things sort of like start to give a structure to the idea. Um because all those things aren't like rhythm and impulse and uh, syncopation are important, are as important in songwriting as chords and melody. I think if you can kind of get them all sort of cooking, like simmering at the same time, you're more likely to find and complete an idea as opposed to if I just have a melody in my head and I don't have any rhythm, I don't have chords, I don't have any impulse, the melody doesn't really flesh itself out into a full song until those other things are there. That's what's so nice about playing yeah. music with other people because all of those things spontaneously happen, um, which obviously is very hard to do during COVID. But when you do actually get into a room with people, if that's the kind of music you're making, all of those things kind of start working faster in, like together and you the idea kind of completes itself without becoming too intellectual. Yeah. But when you're on your own, you've got to go like, okay, if I'm sitting at my laptop, I've got to bring up this synth, this soft synth. I've got to bring up this kind of beat. I've got to program this kind of beat. And by the time like, you're ready to sort of start mucking around, if your processes aren't good and you don't have good templates to work in, you're like clicking buttons for like 15 minutes before you start making noise. Yeah. And by that time, the excitement, that, that really primal sort of excitement is gone. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's really, I think creativity is so much about how fast you're able to capture energy and, and build on it to get some sort of momentum because it takes so much energy to complete a project, complete a song. It's very intense. And when you finish, say, if you quickly write a song or whatever and you go through that process, you feel kind of overjoyed but also a little bit exhausted at the end of that process because all, all the ideas are rushing through you and you're working like mad to capture them and tie them together. Yeah. And then when it's not happening like that and you're like, eking out ideas and intellectually making decisions it's like soul crushing because it's very boring and you feel like oh where's the magic you know 
this isn't happening. This is so boring. I'm tr- I'm looking for inspiration. I don't feel anything. Yeah. Wow, man. I th- I, th- I think all the musicians uh, listening are going to be able to relate. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I, I really I really think it's about setting. In, I mean, listen, I don't get this right all the time, but I think if you can set yourself up to win, so like the less time that you can spend intellectually having to like pull up plugins and adjust levels, and the faster you can just do something that's pre-cognitive or pre-verbal, like just play play chords, put your hands on an instrument, start singing, the, the, the more fun you're going to have. Yeah. yeah. I, I, um, you know, like I, I play a bit of music uh, here and there and played in bands and, and, and I agree. I think sometimes when you try to strap yourself to the Pro Tools and the and Logic and things like that in Ableton, like by the, yeah. you know, it just, it, you know, sometimes it's, sometimes I think once you, if you pull out your phone recorder and kind of, capture what you're doing then you know you, it turns out better sometimes than when you've got an idea and you put it into the you know put I, it into I the... could not agree more actually and you you know sometimes I'll have notes on my phone and I'll be like I keep going back to them going no this what's happening in this really rough crappy recording that's good like because I would have gone to the the to like the, the DAW to like flesh something out yeah. and suddenly it sucks you know what 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 was happening spontaneously in the recording before I started to think about it or break everything down into individual components. And it's usually like something, something because you're just doing it without too much thought in that phone recording because there's no options. There's just like record or don't record. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I often wonder, less, I think the best songs in the world, man, are on people's iPhones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the best unfinished songs. There's yeah. treasure troves of stuff out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And a lot of very bad ones as well. I got a lot of phones, a lot of notes on my phone that are like, it's 2 a.m. This is going to be the best idea. This is, you've got to finish this song, man. You've got to do this. And then I'll sing something like, I love it, just baby. And i listen in the morning, I'll be like, what was that? What was this amazing song idea I had at 2 a.m.? Because I can't even decipher it right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think a lot of people have been there, man, that play music. Yeah. Or heard, yeah. Um, you know, some totally. 2 a.m. drunk recordings of themselves or, you know. Yeah, man. <laughs> definitely universal experiences, I think. But um, I'm about to play the your song, Keep On Running. What could you tell me about this song? Oh, well, this is, this is one of the, the only, well, not the only, this is one of the few songs that really sort of fell out of the sky for me happens I feel like once every five years <laughs> but I did I, I had this kind of verse floating around and I thought it was really something special and I couldn't figure out what to do with it so I just put a lid on it for like two years and then one day I had um I'd been recording another song of mine called talk too much and I when we were getting the drum sound I'd I'd ask the drummer to play this I kind of like sort of beatbox style a loop that I wanted him to play, like a kind yeah. of a pattern. Because I had this idea. I was like, well, while we're doing this, can we just get some other ideas? Because we only had a few hours in the studio. And so he started doing it. And um, I took all the recordings home back to my studio. And I was working on this other song that talked too much, which I also really like. And that took me a few weeks to finish. I was really cooked after all that. And I go, oh, what's this other thing that we've recorded? What's that thing on my hard drive? Because I'd forgotten about it by that point. And I pulled it up and it was this beat. And I was like, oh, man, that's really cool. That feels like a really cool beat. And then I started playing this other verse that I'd had in my back pocket for ages. 
and this and then the chorus like spontaneously came out and I just got really, really excited. I was like, Oh, I think this is this is a song. I finally have a chorus for this verse. I think this thing is a thing now. And so I recorded it all that afternoon and, and that almost never happens to me. So like from the first from opening up opening up the session to like feeling like I'd had basically the song was finished in just a few hours. And it was it was a really big deal for me that song. Like it was it was like one of like the fifth most blogged about song in the world when it came out wow. and it opened up a lot of doors and it, people, a lot of people started coming to the shows and I got on like amazing festivals like Laneway Festival and Groove and Amu and stuff like this. And all, a lot of things turned uh, really in a really good way when that song came out, a lot of doors opened and I'm like, yeah, kind of a miracle career and personal miracle for me, that song. So I'm very, um, very grateful to it, and I still love it. I still love playing it live. It's a real favorite for me, even if I'm just like playing like a piano ballad version of it. It still feels like a really special song for me. But yeah, nice man. We'll let uh, people take a listen. We'll be back soon. I swim in a sea of approval. I will.
Hamish without Andy show or with Andy and uh, we still have Andy Bull on the line. Hey Andy. Hey yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, now we have to wrap it up because we've we've only got a couple minutes left, literally. Um, and I just wanted to ask for all the musicians out there that are listening, um, you know, and young people, what advice would you have them if they're um, if they wanted to pursue a career in music? Oh, okay. Well, listen, I'll try to give you the, the quick version. Firstly, is you've got to do, you've got to just sort of do what interests you. Follow your follow your passions. It's not always going to be fun, and you obviously have to work on your weaknesses. But if you are interested in something trust that and find a way to stay involved like continually because you don't know how that it's going to unfold so you have to stay involved be involved as much as possible and do it as much as possible so practice connect play just as much as you can there's nothing to it but to do it but then the other thing is you have a plan for how things are going to go if it doesn't go the way you think it's going to go and then if it does so if if you if you have a band and you're not getting gigs well what do you do then well, then if you put out a piece of music and it gets a lot of attention, well, what do you do then? That's almost even harder. Like, what's the next step? If things go well, what do you do then to make sure that you can keep playing music and, and do more shows and stay involved? I think that would be my advice. Think a step ahead and, and also just stay engaged. Wow. Well, that, I think there's a, you know, there's a lot there for people to you know, digest and take something away and um, I just want to say personally, thank you for coming on the show. Hey, thanks for inviting me. It's been really nice. No worries, man. Um, we only have we have a, literally a minute left. Any final thoughts? <laughs> well, I could crack a joke, I guess. Um, listen, it's it, music is like it, it can break your heart and it can like make you very happy as well. And I think it's all part of it. So um, you've got to take care of yourself, particularly in like strange times like now when it's all very uncertain. I think you've got to really look after yourself and look after your passions. Cut yourself a bit of slack, but also, you know, work hard and make it fun to work hard. I, I think it's something like that. Yeah. I think the key there was make it fun to work hard. Oh, and one last piece of advice, and this is crucial, is like be really careful who you take advice from. And that sounds like a joke, but I actually mean like, the best bit of advice is like, just be really critical of any advice you get, Yeah, <laughs> you know, and general advice is generally bad advice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thank you very much, Andy. Hey man, thanks for having me on. Hope to no do it again. And uh, this is the end of the Hamish uh, with or with, without Andy um, show. And uh, I'll see you guys next week.